On today's episode of the Loose Change Podcast, Dan, Kyle, and Tyler talk about the AFC wildcard race, the NFC wildcard race, give some fantasy sitter starts for your playoff decisions, talk about our best stamp bets of the week, and a little bit about Hertz being the best player of all time. Just <laughs> a little bait in the title of this. Yeah. Everybody and welcome back to the NFL football edition of the Loose Change podcast, where we have a few guys giving their two cents on everything football. I got Kyle and Dan joining me. Uh, boys, all three of our teams won: the Bengals for Dan, the Eagles for me, and the Ravens for Kyle last week. We're riding highs into our Ooh. fantasy playoffs too. This is a big week for football. We know this because there's football being played on Saturdays. Yes, sir. It's nice to have the two days, eh? We've got Thursday ball, we've got Saturday, Sunday ball, and Monday ball. Give it to me all year long like that. What do you guys think of that? I would love it because, like, it just feels like too big of a gap between Monday and Thursday, and then Thursday (laughs) to Sunday just feels like forever. Just break it up for me. Give me Saturday football. I like, um, sorry, Dan. Yeah, there is no such thing as too much football. I like watching hockey and basketball. They play like every day I can watch a game, which is nice about that for following those sports. But like something about Sundays are special. And I think that's what the NFL likes, right? They like having Sunday be like their day. And the more you break it up. Sunday Monopoly. Exactly. I mean, if you're not going to church or watching football on Sunday. No, they want you to go to church and then go watch football after. (laughs) If you look at other major sports, they're definitely scared of it. Like the NHL is totally scheduling based on how the NFL schedules. We will try to play games that you guys don't play. That's why it's Wednesday night hockey. We know that we have a good night, good night there. It's Saturday night. Those are our two nights for major hockey. Um, It's smart for them, but going back to football, I'm excited to talk to you guys about the wild card races because it is getting a little steamy. Yes, it is. Yes. Both of your teams are nine and four. We'll start in the AFC wildcard race. I'll set it up a little bit. The Ravens and Bengals are nine and four. They are fighting for a division spot together. And the, the other one would be leading the AFC wildcard. The other teams that have kind of locked up their divisions, I would say, are the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs. Bills have a two-game gap and the Chiefs have a three-game gap. It's safe to say that they will win their divisions. Tennessee has no competition, really. So I think they'll win their division as well, leaving the wild card to be the winner of Baltimore and Cincinnati to win the division, the loser to finish top wild card. And then it gets a little hairy. Miami's eight and five, New England's seven and six. They have the same record as the Chargers and the Jets. Out of Miami, New England, Chargers and the Jets, there's only two playoff spots available. What teams do you guys think are going to make it there? I'll start with you, Kyle. For me, I I definitely think that the uh, Dolphins earn a playoff spot. Like it'd be really tough to imagine them losing out with the roster that they have and the way that we've seen them play when they're at their best, especially now that they have a healthy Tua. Like a lot of those early losses were with Teddy B at QB. So, I mean, 
that's something that I think like is kind of inevitable that the Dolphins are still going to basically make a, a strong playoff push. They could even contest the Bills for the division. I'm pretty sure they play over the last couple of weeks, so it becomes a one-game difference. What's interesting about the Dolphins is you're right. They play the Bills like the day this podcast is posted. They're playing the Bills, right? And then they yeah. play the Packers followed by the Patriots and Jets who are seven and six right behind them, meaning that they're probably not going to lock up a playoff spot at least until week 17. Yeah. I don't, I don't really see them clinching early, but I think that the fact that their playoff uh, situation is in their own hands, like they don't have to rely on the Jets going out and beating the bills or something weird along those lines to, make the playoffs like they don't have to watch scoreboards from other games so i think that because they control their own destiny that i mean they're having some growing pains but i really do think that they work it out and make playoffs and i think it would be really tough for the patriots and jets to make playoffs for the same reasons they both have a little bit tougher schedules down the stretch in those divisional matchups they also have some tough matchups against like teams like the Bengals uh down the stretch as well so i think both the Bills and Patriots still play the Bengals, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the Chargers just have to take it home for me here. They're getting healthy, and I just mm. don't see another team from that division making it. Yeah, I mean, at the start of the season, you'd be very shocked if I told you that at this point, there are three AFC East and NFC East teams in a playoff spot. Crazy that yeah. that's actually true. I agree with you, Kyle. I think Miami's a lock for sure. And then Chargers, I would also favor, and I think are the better offense to New England and the Jets, but I think the Jets have the better defense. And I just can't get behind Zach Wilson. The Mike White injury news is, it seems like it could be just for one week or so. So it really depends on how the Jets handle it with Wilson I don't think Wilson's a good enough quarterback to win them playoff games but their defense is good enough to get them to a playoff game can the Chargers win out is my question because if they can't then they're really putting it in the Jets hands then the Chargers play the Titans and then the Colts the Rams and the Broncos so that's a that you could win that out you could win all four of those games for sure definitely yeah, I'd say uh, the Chargers are a team I like to to take one of these last wild card spots. I think Bengals have that first spot locked up. Uh, that that's even no bias. They're just again the Ravens could the, fall there. Like the Bengals yeah, could win the division still. That's why sure. I'm thinking yeah. the Bengals are heating up at the right time, and the Ravens are getting banged up and starting to show weakness at the wrong time, which is unfortunate because I would have. Loved a strong Ravens team going up against a strong Bengals team in the playoffs, but oh, now I don't know. What a know. bullshitter, eh, Kyle? The, the, yeah, I mean, the Ravens have a much easier schedule end of regular season, so I think that injuries aside, I would rather have like Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Cleveland <laughs> over the Patriots, Bills, and then the like the Bengals and Ravens play in week 18, so that's the deciding matchup right there. Yeah. And another team that I I think might lock up one of those last spots is the Jets. I know you guys are unsure about them, but 
but like you guys said, the the Jets have a a strong defense, a top ten defense. They've been put a top ten defense almost the whole whole season, that. I'd say. And like Tyler said, I think their defense is going to be good enough to carry them to the end of the playoffs and lock up on those wild card spots. But I like Tyler said as well. I don't know if in the playoffs they'll be able to win games, especially if Zach Wilson's at quarterback. I think Zach Wilson might play good enough to get a win over the Lions and maybe inch them into that wild card spot. But if they don't have the the savior Mike White at QB, it might be Harry come playoff time if they have that spot. Yeah. So Dan, if if the Jets make the wild card playoffs, who do you think that uh, they knock off like who do you think doesn't make it because uh, it have to be either the chargers or the dolphins likely yeah wouldn't it wouldn't it be the patriots don't they have the third spot right now nope they're currently just in the hunt really well right oh, now no, the patriots the patriots and chargers and jets are all tied for at seven and six and only one of those teams will make it if you have miami yeah. making the playoffs so if you have Cincinnati, Miami, and Baltimore, okay, all yeah, the I'd say one sorry. spot left. I'd you say it it's, it's but yeah, it's between the Chargers and the Jets okay. are like my two front runners for for that last spot. Uh, I I like to lean Jets just because of the strong defense, but the Chargers have the stronger overall roster. And let's not forget me the schedule I just pointed out. Jets. Like the Chargers' schedule is very easy. They play the yeah. Rams and they play, uh, um, what was it? They play another bad team. That's three. The Broncos. Yeah. They play the Colts and the Titans. They can win all those games. Yeah, and I don't and, think the the Jets' schedule isn't too bad either, though, because they got Lions, Jags, Seahawks, Dolphins. And this wouldn't be the loose change podcast if any of us put the Patriots in the playoffs. Obviously, all of exactly. us hate the fucking Patriots. They also play out the receipts when exactly. the jet when the Jets are higher ranked in the standings than the Patriots. And we're looking at the Patriots at the trash can at the bottom. We're pulling out the receipts. We've been saying it since the start that they're going to finish last. I hope it's true. It very well could be the remaining schedule is Raiders, which could be a win. And then it's Bengals, Dolphins, Bills. Those are Such all three playoffs. Schedule. Teams. That's so, what I'm yeah. yeah. If they that make the playoffs, tough. watch out for this team because they're going to be hot going to the playoffs, beating some yeah. really good teams. But I don't see it happening. That schedule is not fun. I'd hate to be a Pats fan. If they, they lose they, to the Raiders, or season's done. They probably have some oh, hope yeah, right they, now, but... Yeah. The, the thing is, like, a lot of these teams are going to have to make up, like, you know, two wins to try to dethrone anyone else. So it's literally just those last two spots that are kind of up in the air. So, unfortunately, I just don't think that the Jets roster is there to make it. I agree with you. Let's move over to the NFC because the AFC, it seems like we've all settled in that it's going to be Bengals or Ravens in the final wild card, followed by the Dolphins and then the Chargers with the Jets beating out the Patriots in the standings, but not making playoffs. I'm on board with that. Yeah, I'm rooting for the Jets, but I could also see the Chargers. 
NFC, Philadelphia is 12 and one. They're looking for the number one seed. Behind them is Dallas, who's the number one wildcard team at 10 and three. Minnesota's also 10 and three, leading their division. 49ers have locked up their division basically with a win over Seattle. And Tampa Bay is fighting off Carolina, <laughs> the Falcons, and the Saints in what is what the closest division battle in the NFL. Oh, man. Oh, that man. Before we get into the wild card, let's, let's shit on that. What is going on? Is that not, of course, like Tom Brady in his worst season since 04 gets gifted the worst division since 2004? Oh, my gosh. It's like yeah. he's back in the old AFC East. Like, we want to see him in the current AFC East now. Yeah. <laughs> the only worst division is the AFC South, but... Bad teams follow where Tom goes. Man, he... South's way worse than the AFC South. Dude, the Falcons suck. The Saints play Andy Dalton at quarterback. <sighs> yeah, like, they're, not, they're not even and trying. And the Panthers have Sam Darnold at quarterback. Like, what are we talking about? Okay, yeah. that's fair, that's fair. But, like, to your point... Like there, there's some bad teams over there. It's there's definitely a discussion to be had because the Colts suck, Houston sucks, Jags suck. The Jags have actually been good. I, I the think Jags the have Jags been good. Play up to next year if they keep it up, dude. I feel so bad for Trevor Lawrence having to deal with Urban Meyer for a year, but luckily he's got a Super Bowl winning coach with him. All that aside, let's get into the wild card race. Dallas at ten and three, Washington and the Giants. Seven, five, and one playing each other Sunday night football. They are tied for the second and third place in the wild card right now. Seattle at seven, seven, and the Detroit Lions at six and seven, right on their tails. I can't believe Detroit's in the race after what we saw at the start of the season, but they're all the way back. Washington, Dallas, Giants, Eagles. Currently, right now, the season ended. Every single NFC East team would be in the playoffs. What the fuck is going on? I'll ask <laughs> you, Kyle, who's better between Washington and New York? We'll see it decided Sunday. So we're either going to catch you uh, very smart or very stupid. I was really fond of the Giants coming into like the last couple of weeks and was not buying the hype. And now suddenly, I'm, I feel like I'm switching sides a little bit because the Giants just have not looked good. Like, their teams are learning that if you take away Barkley, that the offense is just going to struggle. And it's pretty obvious. Who would have thunk the... it? <laughs> like, oh, what? Like, I mean, <laughs> I can't believe that Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James aren't getting it done, said no one ever. But, uh, um, Kenny Galladay. Yeah, it's just like. <laughs> You know that you know that they're not passing the ball very much in that offense just from looking at it on paper. So, it, unless Barkley can write this ship on his own, basically, I just don't see them beating out a team like the Commanders. That I, I mean, the Commanders have a very talented team. It's been something that's been overlooked. They spent a lot. Of, they did a lot of what the 49ers did. They they invested draft capital in the trenches, really built it from the inside out. And that missing piece is just the quarterback, which I don't think Heineke's the guy for the future, but he's the guy for right now. And there's something to be said about the culture with all the shit that's going around with the owner and all the stuff that's going on with Washington. Their building was having like poop come out of the ceiling not a year ago. 
You guys remember that? Like that it's no? a shit show literally <laughs> over there. Dude, there's like when Jalen Hurts was there last year, fans almost fell onto him. Yeah, I saw that. Man, yeah. it's it's the fact that they navigated all that with their expectations to not be a playoff team for them to be seven, five, one right now, and f- probably favored to beat the giants on Sunday night football credit to riverboat Ron when, what he's done yeah. there, despite having Carson Wentz on your team, you're in a playoff spot right now. Yeah. A lot of teams, I think people didn't see it to didn't guess to be in the wild card race at the beginning of the year. Uh, they're in the hunt right now. And it's that's the uh, whole NFC surprising. Yeah. Washington, Giants, Seattle, Detroit, over Green Bay, Arizona. Carolina, uh, too, I thought would probably be a bit better. Yeah, for sure. There's lots of teams you'd think be competing that aren't. So Washington, New York, are they going to be dethroned by either Seattle or Detroit? Yes. What do you think? Is Geno Smith going to lead them there because he has a tough schedule, or is it going yeah. to be Dan Campbell and the boys? I'm starting to lose face and then the Seahawks a little bit. I was uh, kind of like Kyle with the Giants. I was hot on them, but these past few weeks, they're starting to show a little bit of weakness, and I don't know if the, the, they have enough gas left in the tank. Could be just reverting to the mean, right? Because they kind of been playing how we all expected them to play at the start of the season. You know what I mean? Now. Yeah, and I mean, now they they already lost to the 49ers, so they only have three games left to teams that have four, right? And uh, I like they have the Chiefs, the Jets, and the Rams. And I think the Chiefs and the Jets. Sorry, what's be... their schedule? The Chiefs, the Jets, and the Rams. Yes. So you're probably losing the first game. Yep. You need to beat the yep. Jets there, but they're fighting and for they're their gonna, lives. Yeah, they're going to be fighting as hard as you are, right? And, and the Rams um, have the I'm... NFC Player of the Week at quarterback. So. Yeah, and I'm back in the Jets to make a wild card spot. So I think they get that W over the Seahawks and that uh. Was it we? Yeah, the so you're not putting Seattle in the wild card then. I yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna run out of steam, and I think I'm hoping Detroit or New York Giants take that last spot. Kyle, how about you? You think Seattle's gonna sneak past New York, or is Detroit going to be able to? I I don't think Seattle makes it. I think that they're gonna lose to both the Chiefs and possibly the jets but i think if they lose to the chiefs their season's over so yeah. that pretty much really puts a nail in the coffin yeah. for me um because they're then two games behind the giants uh and commanders so i think one of the commanders and giants makes the playoffs and yeah the- i think that that tie is probably gonna hang over a lot of different teams heads yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you have to beat them by a full game. So the Giants and Commies play this week, which that they're going to immediately have the tiebreaker for both the win and the division standing. So whoever loses this week is essentially eliminated from playoffs, in my opinion, because they would have to win out and then have luck on the other side to even make it. Uh, to me, I think that the Commanders will beat the Giants. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, and then they've got a pretty tough schedule with the Vikings and Eagles, uh, or sorry, that's the Giants have the Vikings and Eagles. And then the commies have the 49ers, Browns, Cowboys. So it'll be interesting. Loss Cowboys probably loss. Yeah. Browns was the other team, the Browns. I, that's toss up. I I think you win that game. You definitely win that game, but that's still like, you're coming off a win against the Giants. 
and then you're getting two losses down the stretch. So I don't know. They both have really tough schedules down the stretch. So I really think that whoever wins this game is going to make it. And then I, and then I think that the Lions are going to uh, make playoffs. And I think they're the most fun first. team to talk about here. They yeah. played the we Jets. We talk about them a lot. They've got the Jets, which I personally think is a very winnable matchup for them. Their oh, yeah. offense has shown that they have not struggled against really good defenses. They've managed to come up with ways to scheme players open, to make uh, plays, move the chains when they need to, whether it's through the air, through the run, and their defense is kind of coming into their own. And then they've got the Panthers, Bears, Packers. So, like, I mean, it's very possible they win three of the remaining games, if not four. And I think if they win three, that's enough to edge out one of the Giants or uh commanders just with their remaining schedule yeah definitely tougher Um, schedules yeah so that's where i put the final two not to mention the lions last game could very well be against jordan love if the packers are eliminated by then it's probably better for the packers yeah (sighs) come on don't say that about aaron (laughs) Rodgers, the back-to-back the the fucking three time oh but you can't even deny he's been playing awful I think he's won it three times. But he looks back. banged up for sure. And that thumb's clearly bothering him. But I also yeah. like, I is visually, sometimes you'll see, oh, that's a terrible throw. But what if the receiver didn't run the right route? Like how often is that happening? And we don't know it, right? hundred of clips I see of him just swearing at a tight end because emotion was just was, wasn't supposed to. Every time I'm on Instagram, it's just like Aaron Rodgers not having a good time without Devontae. No shit. <laughs> like yeah i wouldn't be either i would also miss one of the best wide receivers in the league <laughs> moving back what to the wild card race game. though yes clearly we got dallas locked up in that number one wild card um yeah. even if they beat the eagles they have a chance at the division theoretically um it would be tough but possible um and then washington we see them being new york and then we have the lions potentially winning out to make playoffs does that put Dan Campbell as the coach of the year? <laughs> I honest to God think it should be. I don't think that it will. Like, I don't I mean, see Rihanna's it... been great though. Like you, how do you take away from greatness? Yeah. Well, and that's kind of, yeah, the thing. they always like, seem to favor the, the top teams of the division. Everyone loves the underdog story. And I think everyone would be rooting for Campbell to win it. And like, it might just make them relook at, redefining this award because it literally is just the best record award at this point so yeah that's where i think it'd be really hard to take it away from sirianni because he has done a really good job coaching this team up i just i i feel like he dan campbell deserves a lot of credit if the lions if if they go on this run take him over the edge right and ben johnson is the assistant coach of the year ben johnson is the assistant coach of the year (laughs) future head coach those? of the Indianapolis Colts. It would be so insane. Um, I wonder when the last time a team with the 31st ranked defense made the playoffs. Because if the Lions do make playoffs, it's not like their defense is going to improve. They're going to be like the 31st ranked defense and make playoffs. That does not happen often. Cannot no. wait to watch that playoff game. Oh, if Jared Goff beats Tom Brady this year. Oh, Come on. That'd be be hilarious. So you guys feel good about our NFC wildcard and AFC wildcard wrap up. Anything else to say before we move on to fantasy? Go Ravens. Yeah. Go Bengals. Go Eagles. Can we cut out what Dan said? 
I'll look into it. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have producer Andrew look into that. Um, fantasy sits or starts. I wanted to do this with you guys because it's the most important time of the year for us fantasy players. Indeed. And I am dying over. I'm in fantasy uh, playoffs in all four of my leagues. Love that. But the stress of my sit start decisions oh. are killing me. I have some personal ones. I've also looked up some popular googled sit start questions and i want to propose them to you in kind of a rapid fire motion let's not dive into a player for five minutes but give me your take give me a reason if you feel like it on who i should start this guy or this guy we'll start with one that's kind of bothering me who do i start zonovan knight or jk dobbins kyle is it jk for sure or is it not for sure Zonovan's been playing lights out. Um, I just think that the QB change makes it too much of an unknown that I feel like I have to ride with Dobbins. Like Dobbins showed last week that he was capable of a 120 yard game and a touchdown. Like he was averaging like seven yards per carry or whatever it was. And he said he was getting tired after the game as to why he didn't get more yards. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, he's not in game shape. He, hasn't played a full game of football in like six weeks. So, but Cleveland gives up, I think the third most fantasy points to the running back position and the Ravens are still down Lamar. They need to rely on their run game. So I'm expecting 12 to 15 carries from JK and Gus. I think we might see JK involved a little bit more in the passing game, maybe start to get a little bit more than that, like 50% snap share and just the uncertainty around how Zach Wilson is going to handle this ball gives me a lot of concern because I think that he's a turnover machine and you do not want that with a running back that you just want to punch it in. Yeah. And Dan with Wilson back in, it's probably clear to me that the jets will probably lean on the run more than they would have with Mike white. But I feel as though that the upside of the offense scoring so much and just opening up the run game with Zach Wilson is not there for Zonovan Knight. Um, as much as it would have been with Mike White. So before the injury to Mike White, I think I would have leaned Zonovan. But against this Lions defense, Dan, who would you go with, Zonovan or J.K. Dobbins with a better matchup? Uh, Yeah. Post, if if Mike White was in, I'd probably go with Knight. But... With Zach Wilson at quarterback, I think I have to lean towards J.K. Dobbins just because as much as I want to see the Jets win, the offense is questionable. Um, But, yeah, I think I'm sticking with J.K. here. Yeah, for me, I'm going J.K. because of the upside that Kyle pointed out. You just don't want to be guessing in your fantasy matchups either, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's the tough one. And for me, it's still a guess with Jarek McKinnon because he's one of those guys that can go off, but it could be Pacheco's night. It could be McKinnon's night any night. And they're going up against Houston. Who knows how long the starters are even in the game. But if you guys had to play Jarek McKinnon or Jerry Judy, who would you start? Mind you, Jerry Judy has a backup quarterback throwing to him, but Cortland Sutton has been ruled out. So Judy's almost a lock for eight targets. Um, I'll start with you. I'm going McKinnon 
Uh, I just think Houston has really struggled against running backs in general. It's possible that the Chiefs run the ball a ton in this game. It's also possible that they supplement it with a short passing game. They don't have to take as many shots downfield to control the clock and win this one. And McKinnon's coming off his best game of the year. Uh, I think that that earned him some more touches. And I mean, as much as Judy's going to see looks, I don't think they're going to be valuable looks. I would be shocked if Denver scores more than two touchdowns. Their offense has already struggled. And as much as Russ has sucked, Ripian is worse. So I'm yeah, going to over Judy. And as a man with Sutton on his team, even with like, uh, even as the number one, two, three receiver. I don't think, like you said, Judy will be getting a the amount of touches that McKinnon will be getting. Uh, the KC's a, a team that likes to toss the ball to their running backs, likes to get the running backs involved. And with him coming off his best game, yeah, I agree. McKinnon's probably the, the choice between those two. This one's interesting because... I'm not really sure how it's going to go weather-wise. So it's kind of a prescriptive question based on weather. Let's say it's bad because they're going to guess the Buffalo Bills game versus the Miami Dolphins game is going to have bad weather. Would you start Tua Tungabailoa, who's had a stinker last week? He has injured receivers. Or Deshaun Watson? Oh. I'm definitely starting to uh definitely even in like a snow game with winds because that's what they're projecting. They're projecting this weather to be bad versus um, Deshaun Watson, who has a good matchup. You think um, it's Tua for sure? Like you're not even like buying an eye. Eh? The Ravens are going to destroy Deshaun Watson. Like I have no hesitation about that. Their defense has been playing extremely well. The Browns offense still looks uncomfortable. So as much as weather is going to be a factor in Miami, Miami, if they want to do something with this game is going to have to pass the ball. They're not going to be able to just run the ball down the bill's throat. They're just not built for it as a team. So my hope is that we see, a bit more uh, to a scrambling possibly. And we're also going to see hopefully uh, McDaniels adjust his game plan to more short underneath routes because that's what they lacked last week. So I'm going to. Yeah. Watson uh, hasn't showed me enough so far to trust him yet. So I'm definitely leaning towards two out of these two guys. Uh and yeah, the Dolphins are just playing meaningful football, fighting for that wild card spot. I think uh, the Dolphin, the I think the Dolphins <laughs> and two are the the good pick here. Yeah, I agree. Teams. How and how can you pick Watson in the first place? I mean, come on. Well, transitioning to Christian Watson, who oh. he's so goddamn hot, man. He scores a touchdown or two every game. What he's got like eight touchdowns in his last six games or some shit. It's something crazy. Or I think, yeah, it's ridiculous. So. Do you start him? Because I know a lot of people have him, but they still have a lot of good receivers. They picked him up off of waivers when they had an open spot. Do you start yeah, him or do you start you Chris Olave? Between the two? Yeah, let's so you um, both. I'm probably going with Watson. I just think you have to ride the hot hand going into fantasy playoffs. Ride with what got you there. And if you have Watson on your team, he's what got you there. 
Uh, Olave does have a good matchup against Atlanta, but mm-hmm. I also think we're going to see, hopefully coming out of the bye, they start to get other guys like Kamara involved. So um, uh, Eileen Watson, just ride the hot hand. I think Dobbs is coming back this week. I'm not exactly sure, but I'll lay it out simply like this. Look at your matchup. If you need floor, you're playing Olave. He's going to yes. get targets. He's the yep. wide receiver one for that team against a good matchup. If you need upside, you can't sit the guy that's scoring two touchdowns a game lately. No. And I think you have yeah. to chase upside in these one and done matchups. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, well, it depends on your route. If you have, if you need floor, but yeah, you're right. Most of the time you need upside. I'm a big upside yeah. guy too. I think Christian Watson is unsittable. You would kick yourself if you had another two touchdown yeah. game. I, and I think if you start, I was going to say, I think if you went and started someone like Tua that's super risky, you would want to roll with someone like Olave to kind of offset. Exactly. Like you when you're building your roster, you need you need both. Yeah. yeah, and maybe even in like a shorter bench league or like a shorter roster league or even like a DraftKings kind of thing, mm-hmm. taking a, a chance on Watson this week uh is probably you can get good value out of him and maybe even choosing between one of your bigger name receivers watson might be a a bigger point option to take that risk in your playoff matchup or your maybe your DraftKings lineup or whatever you're doing yeah but i think you summed it up best the olave has a safer floor but watson has the higher ceiling out of these two guys yeah, factor that into your lineups for sure. I got two more for you guys, and then we'll move on. Michael Pittman Jr. or Christian Kirk? Christian Kirk versus the Cowboys, tougher matchup. I think take away the matchups, it's Christian Kirk all day. But Michael Pittman's going against the Vikings, who in the last six weeks are 32nd against the wide receiver. Oh, on the season, 32nd against the wide receiver. Against slot receivers, 32nd. Against outside receivers, 32nd. Like, these guys suck. But Matt Ryan's yeah. throwing him the ball. Jeff Saturday is like a part of the coaching staff. Christian Kirk or Michael Pittman Jr. I'll start with you, Dan. Uh, but now Kirk is miss, missing Lawrence now, correct? Lawrence, no, Lawrence is playing. No, Lawrence is back. Okay. No, I wasn't sure. But yeah, but I, I'd say, yeah, probably Kirk out of the two then if Kirk is getting the ball thrown to him by Lawrence. Yeah. I think the quarterbacks may be the difference maker in this decision. I I'm probably leaning towards Kirk. If you has had some, some bigger games, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a Kirk man. And then in this comparison, Um, Kyle, if you had these two players on your team, would that matchup for the Vikings make it a bit juicier, make you really consider Pittman? So I'm going to give you two reasons why I would prefer Pittman over Kirk. The first is that I think Kirk gets suffocated by the Dallas defense. Mm. Um, I think that they're just going to make Lawrence really uncomfortable in the pocket and we're going to see him make a lot of mistakes. And secondly, Michael Pittman's playing for my fantasy team this week and I need him to do really well. So, <laughs> And really, when we're here at the Loose Change podcast, we use our hearts, not our heads. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Michael Pittman Jr., three touchdowns for the win. Calling it now. Here we go. And Mike Evans is scoring three tutties against Tyler in both the leagues he traded him away in. I'm playing my Mike Evans share that I traded twice in two different leagues. I'm playing them first round. So, yes, 
one of my bet stamp bets of the week will be a Mike Evans touchdown little preview for you. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I guess, awesome. you know what? That pretty much does it. I'm going to skip my last one. I, it's not that big of a deal um, because I think T Higgins is actually going to be injured. So it's not even worth asking. No, so, he's playing. Is he playing? He's he had a li- two limited uh, practices and a full practice. He might not even have an injury designation. So really, that means he's going to leave in the first quarter again. Oh so my sure. god, that sucks for me because I have Higgins and I'm like, do I start him? I guess Over I who? have to, right? Uh, my option would be like Alan Lazard. Oh, absolutely, start Higgins over Lazard. But yeah, I think Lazard loses more shares to Dobbs coming back than Watson. Okay, and you'd say the same thing about like an Isaiah McKenzie. Yes, for 100%. sure. You have to chase the Higgins upside. Okay, but when he posts a zero in my matchup and I lose by two, I'm going to be bitching on this podcast next week. So will I, because he's in my fantasy lineup too. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. T Higgins, he better do it this week. Dan, you're the Bengals fan. Do you have any hinklings? Is he going to score a touchdown? Is he at least going to you know, play? The, the, the Bengals might be so oh, hot right now that, yeah, I think that I think Higgins could do it for you. I really hope so. But that was our fancy sit starts. Hopefully, it gave you some insights, some ideas on what you could do um, with your That's lineups. Just and- your lineup questions. Yeah, for sure. DM yeah. us your uh, lineup questions. Comment your lineup questions on this clip if I make a clip on this one. Um, and good luck, eh? Good luck. Good luck. Yes. This is what it is. It's for pride. Godspeed. A lot for money, but this is for pride. Let's win some championships, huh? Yes. Let's get it. Bring home the trophy. Yes. Loose yes. change needs to bring the, the fantasy football trophy home. Take it from trying, Frazier's hands. I'm trying to win the Freddy. <laughs> The yes. Freddy. <laughs> the Freddy. <laughs> oh man. Let's do the bet stamp bets of the week. Cue the music. Sounds great. Time for the loose change bet stamp bets of the week. Download bet stamp using code loose change to find the best odds for your bet. Don't use one gambling site. Take the worst odds that they give you. Use Betstamp to find the best odds so you can win the most money when you're gambling with the Loose Change podcast. Download the app. Use uh, referral code Loose Change. Loose Change. Um, yeah. And uh, don't just use one gambling site. Use all of them. Be a degenerate gambler, gambler like the rest of us. <laughs> and um, go look for your favorite bets. I think Tyler's got a pretty solid bet that he was looking forward to. It's going to ruin his fantasy matchup. So let's hear it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Kyle, when I look at my fantasy matchups, I, I catastrophize. I look at my other team or the opponent of the other team. And I look at who is going to score five fucking touchdowns against me. <laughs> I know Isaiah Pacheco is going to score at least one. I'm playing him. He's playing Houston. Who has a 32 rank run defense. Oh. They stink. So I go over to touchdowns on Betstamp. I see I can find it at plus 100. Some odds have it at minus 140. Get that shit out of here. Bet it at plus 100. Isaiah Pacheco to score a touchdown against the Texans. 
Oh, I'm taking the other Chiefs RB in this one. Let's go with Jarek McKinnon, my boy, my flex start. They're both going to score uh, five touchdowns, so smart. They're, they're both going to be involved, so I think that there's a strong possibility they both score. Uh, but head over to Betstamp. You can hit uh, Jarek McKinnon to score a touchdown over at Betsafe for plus 240 the time this was recorded which is amazing some sites uh like proline and bet 365 have it as low as plus 120 so yeah I mean, you're basically difference. doubling up there it's a huge difference worth a bet even if you don't like it it's just worth a bet for the odds dan you're the spread king the last few weeks you've just been telling us against the spreads no props needed tell me which team is covering this week yeah, I like to give our listeners an anchor in their parlays if they're looking to make a parlay. Hell and yeah. Stamp is a fer- perfect place to find those anchors and help you decide which sports book you want to make your parlay on for the week. Uh, and this week, my anchor is the good old Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. They're taking, yes, yes. They're taking the well bear. Done. They're taking on the bears this week. And uh, I think the two big de- difference makers are going to be the run game and uh the defense and i really like the spread on a on bet stamp i can find a seven and a half line uh over on pro line so if you could make a parlay on pro line and take that seven and a half it's looking really nice i mean mind you uh, in other places it's minus nine so i'll take that seven and a half for the yeah exactly that's uh, some crucial points right yeah exactly so yeah, head on over to Betstamp, look for your best odds uh, for your your parlays and your props. And one more catastrophizing thing I did with my fantasy lineup is I'm playing Mike Evans in both the leagues that I'm in the fantasy playoff in. Um, I traded him away early in the season in both those leagues. So he's going to have a revenge game against me. You know how I am with revenge games. I always bet them, even if it's against me in a virtual uh, football lineup. Therefore, I'm going to go over to the Buccaneers game. I'm going to see Mike Evans throw up at least one touchdown on me. That's for sure happening. Anyone have the odds ready to go on that? I've got it. So head over to PointsBet or FanDuel and get it at plus 210, uh, which gives you an idea. It's like plus 175 at Bet365 and ProLine. So that's where you want to be placing those bets. And I mean, Evans hasn't scored a tutty since week four, so he's going to score three against Tyler this week. Shout out BetStamp to find the best odds for your bets. Use code LooseChange. Yes, sir. How come yes. uh, no one's talking about the Bengals spread? Isn't this a Bengals podcast? Uh, I can't always be the bandwagon. I tried to end the podcast. Favorites. I tried to end the segment before we could get to the Bengals part. But yes, the Bengals are 10-1 against the spread in the last 11 games. Ever since we've had Bengals fan Dan on the podcast, it seems like they only cover. Brought the magic. Dan, are you anchoring the Eagles in your parlay with the Bengals spread? Oh, definitely. Especially after our success from last week, I think the Bengals and the Eagles are two great anchors to have in your parlay. You know what? Yes. How about this? Live on the podcast, the loose change parlay of the week is Bengals and eagles spread parlay it the odds on your screen are flashing now go bet it what about what about the ravens and that ends the segment <laughs> <laughs> thank you best Sam.
So one thing we have to talk about is Jalen Hurts being the MVP favorite right now. First Ooh. time since the start of the season, he's overtaken Mahomes. Right now he's minus 140 on the book that I just looked up. Mahomes is behind him at plus 130. And then they don't really respect anyone else in the conversation. Everyone else has an implied less than 15% chance of winning like the Josh Allens and Burrows of the world. It's between Mahomes and Hertz, and Hertz has overtaken him, baby. We talked about the MVP the other week, and I said Mahomes, total jinx on purpose. I did that. Hertz is the MVP. <laughs> How about it? How pumped are we, boys? I love it. Like it, it's kind of what I mentioned when we talked about it before. But Hertz is just controlling the ball well. He's making big plays when he has to. He's letting the rest of the team do work when he doesn't have to control that. So. I, I really think that he's just playing really smart uh, football and he's not turning the ball over. That's what cost Mahomes the MVP in this scenario. Like Mahomes um, could very well lose too. because of those three interceptions last week or whatever it was. Of course, they're both fun to watch. But like last year, her, the last few years, Hertz wasn't quite at the MVP level. And this year he has been playing at the MVP Step level. Forward. And the past few years, I thought he he was fun and entertaining to watch. And now, like there's like you said, that smart, intelligent uh, play he's had this year, combined with his entertaining and fun style and his personality, he's just like such a fun guy to have in the league. Yeah, one so I thing hope, that I hope I, he wins the MVP. Yeah, I totally think he should. And one thing I think they underrate Dan in the MVP conversation is the style of offense that they run. I get that he has weapons, but he touches the ball every play, and it's an yeah. RPO offense a lot of the time. Like he's the time, reading yeah. the defenses very well, and he only has three picks. I've watched every single one of those picks. One of them was his fault. The other two were deflected balls off the receiver's hands into the yep. defender's hands. This guy is taking care of the football. He's thrown one bad ball that was been caught by a receiver or by the other team. He's thrown a couple of bad balls, but he's only really thrown one pick in my eyes. This guy takes care of the football and he reads the defense so well. The RPO offense leading them to 12 and one. Why did I ever say Mahomes? Like this guy is the guy. It's hurts all day, baby. And I'm so happy that we were calling this shit in episode one, Kyle. I'm going to go yes, back when he wins it. I'm going to grayscale the video and just like Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre in the background. Hold up. Hey. And with the glasses, we're going to look so cool. Oh, man. Love it. So many receipts. So many receipts to pull because I'm calling it now. He's winning the MVP. <laughs> Just so you call it on episode in. one. Uh, I'm so pumped as an Eagles fan. Keep it up. I mean, the Bears defense aren't, isn't going to stop him or make his MVP odds go down. So. It's just only yeah, why up and can't, up from here. Why can't three teams make it to the finals? Let's have an Eagles, Ravens, Bengals Super Bowl. Let's let them all in the field at the same time. <laughs> seven on seven on seven. See what happens. The Ravens might finally have an offense. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you we'll let you borrow uh Puka Williams. Yeah. Just other, put Greg Roman out there. Other than the Ravens <laughs> offense, does anyone have a does anyone have a joke to end the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm hurting. 